I think that's important to see people like reach for their goals, reach for their dreams and do it on their own. And I think maybe I needed to like step away for a second, stop putting so much pressure on this relationship and my eggs and like getting a ring and being like, you know what? Screw this. If if it's not going to happen, I'm going to make fun of it in front of people on stage. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, and I have such a fun episode for you this week. I know the last few weeks we've had some serious topics. We've been setting our 2021 goals, figuring out our direction, taking a hard look at our finances. So this week, I just wanted to have some fun with y'all. We're covering a topic that is still a big, big kid problem. Don't get me wrong. And if you know, you know. We're talking about waiting for the ring. I know this is a niche topic. Some of you are already married. Some of you are single. But regardless of where you are in life, I think you'll appreciate this episode. Comedian Jacqueline Marfuji joins me this week and we just absolutely go off. Like Jacqueline is freaking hilarious. And aside from being a stand-up comedian, she's also the host of the What's Your Jersey podcast. And she actually just got engaged after four years of dating. And trust me, I know the struggle too. I'm in the five-year club. And something just happens to us after waiting a certain amount of time for a proposal. Like it's a phenomenon really. And we decided we had to talk about it. I know we just passed the quote-unquote engagement season. So for any of my girls in long-term relationships still waiting for that proposal, I feel you. It is really a unique big kid problem to go through. And I know this episode is going to make you feel better. Dude, I wish I had this episode when I was going through it. I mean, we talk about breakdowns, ultimatums, tantrums, how to cope. We also go a bit off track and talk about how COVID is affecting wedding planning right now. So for my brides-to-be, my girls waiting for the ring, and hey, even my married girls who just know the struggle and can commiserate, I think you guys are going to have fun with this one. So stay tuned and we will be right back. 
Before we get started, quick shout out to Ritual for helping make this show possible. Ritual is a vegan-friendly, clean multivitamin formulated with nine key nutrients, including vitamin D3, to help fill gaps in the diet. Guys, Ritual is not your typical multivitamin. Their minty, fresh-tasting, delayed-release capsules are designed to dissolve later so you can take them with or without food, which is a huge plus. Like, I know if I have to wait to take my multivitamin with food, I forget half the time. So I love that I can just wake up and pop my Ritual first thing in the morning and not have to worry about it. Also, I really love the minty, fresh taste of them. Like, I actually look forward to popping a Ritual vitamin, which I can't say for any other multivitamin I've ever taken. It's just one capsule per day, which contains things like vitamin D, iron, omega-3, DHA, B12, folate, and more. So I just feel really good knowing I'm doing something great for my body every day. I actually got Ritual for myself and I got the men's formula for my fiance so we could kick this new year off on the right foot. And we're both really, really loving it. I'm also a huge sucker for convenience. So I just love that Ritual delivers your multivitamin right to your door every month with free shipping. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash big kid to start your ritual today. All right, guys, welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I'm sitting now with comedian, actress, and podcast host of What's Your Jersey, Jacqueline Marfuji in the house. Welcome, girl. Woo! <laughs> She dropped some like audio of like a that DJ Foghorn, you know, really just get this party started. Right. It's happening. I'll be your Foghorn, Sarah. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. I know. I am so excited that you're here. I was actually just on your podcast. I have to give a little bit of background on this. So I was on your podcast and I don't even know how the idea of engagements came up, but you mentioned that you were in like a a four or five year relationship. It was our four year anniversary yesterday. So right on there. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And and you were saying like you weren't like you weren't engaged yet. And like in my head immediately, I was like, say no more. (laughs) I was like, I know the struggle. I know exactly where you're at right now. And we chatted a little bit about it after the podcast. And I was like, you know what? I have to get you on mine. We have to like talk about this struggle because the struggle is real. It is. And I feel like A, it's a big kid problem for sure. B, it can sound like a champagne problem if you've never been in that predicament. So I want to make that disclaimer that like, I'm fully aware that if you're not engaged or you're not married, this might sound like a dick conversation, but everyone needs to hear it because I needed to hear this like a year ago. Oh, 100%. I remember when I was going through this period of time myself, like two, I guess it was two years ago. Oh my God. But I remember being in like there... there was like certain like points in the process where I was so depressed and I like would go on Google, like looking for blog articles, like looking for like any, anybody talking about it. And there really wasn't much out there. And like, it's rough. (laughs) I felt like something was wrong with me. It literally hit the breaking point. I mean, we just had our four year anniversary. I'm in my, like, I hate to say this later end of thirties now, whatever. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, And I had started to see... I'm a comedian. And so I had started to see like guy comedians who were like 
total douchebags that I dated back in the day who are lovely now getting engaged. And I was like, okay, (laughs) they're putting a ring on it. What is wrong with me? And my breaking point this summer was literally my little six-year-old niece made me watch Say Yes to the Dress. I probably had two bottles of wine. And I opened my Instagram and a comedian that I had dated literally was like, we're engaged. And I was like, oh my God, this is not life. And that was, yeah, that was rough. Yeah. I feel like I had several of those breaking points. Like there's like multiple because I, okay. So you just hit your four-year relationship to give like the audience a little bit of context. I was over five years, over five years of dating really coming up on six, if we're going to be honest here, before we got, before the engagement happened. So like, like you were saying, you're like, what's wrong with me? Like I had that conversation with myself so many times. I'm like, what is it that like, it hasn't happened yet? You know? And like, why don't you want me? Like, what is wrong? And also like, we need to end this. Like you're taking away my best years. Like, yes, (laughs) you're wasting my time. (laughs) A hundred percent. I used to talk about this analogy all the time about feeling like, okay, if you like, if my, if you're a guy, like I was just trying to explain to people like why you start to kind of feel like this, like sense of like, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's like, if you went to a car dealership and you told a car dealership, I want to test drive this car. And then you test drove that car for five fucking years without buying it. You know, eventually it's like, buy the car, buy the car. (laughs) You know, I'm like, you've got crumbs in the seat. Like this model, like isn't even as shiny and new anymore. You know, like you have to buy the car or you're returning a car that's been five years test drove, like into a brand new lot. Like, I don't want to go back in the lot. I don't want to go back in the lot. Not in the lot, especially during the pandemic. And the lot is like secret dating on Hinge. Like, I don't want to go in the lot. I don't want to go in the lot. (laughs) The lot is so scary. No, before, honestly, coming back here for the holidays, I literally was either going to be engaged to the love of my life or I was going to be the new Lorena Bobbitt on the news. It was like one or the other. And I know that Again, like I am so grateful and we'll get into this, I'm sure, about the timing of everything. And I wish someone told me trust in the timing like back in the day. And everything I think happened the way it was supposed to happen. But leading up to it, like it was a year of just like great a great content for my stand-up. Not gonna lie. <sighs> but like <laughs> I mean, I don't want great content at this point. I just want to move on with my life. I felt like I was in relationship purgatory. And I don't know if anyone listening has been there, but it is like purgatory. That's a great way of putting it. A hundred percent. Especially when you start seeing like your friends get engaged. That was always the most painful thing. Like I would always see. And like you said, great content for your standup. Like I had so many memes about this. But like when you see relationships or like friends of yours that like met their partner like way after you and like they're getting engaged. And you're just like, it just like, it's a dagger to the heart every single time. Yeah. And it's something that you honestly, on being on the other side of it now, like I'm so grateful again for like when it happened, but going through that, like honestly, after two years, you're like, let's do this. Like, and we had ups and downs. I mean, there was a point we almost broke up because he wanted to go to some yoga retreat and think about life and get colonics. (laughs) For those of you that are unaware of what a colonic is, it's when they suck a bunch of shit out of your intestines and it's just (laughs) a lot. 
And I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, but we hung in there. And I think this year, especially for everyone, it just made us all stronger. It was like make or break, you know? Yeah, that is very true. 2020 did that for everybody. I feel like it. I I think if you've made it as a couple, for anybody who's listening to this, if you haven't been proposed to yet, if you even just made it through 2020 with your partner, you're in a good place. Like you're in a good (laughs) spot. Oh my God. I was listening to your episode with Lauren Wasser. Oh my God. Mm. Did Laura say to you, like, did she know about Kim and Kanye during that? I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe she's representing Kim for a second time. Like, I literally was like, Sarah, this is the best episode I've ever listened to. She's such a badass. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, it's a past episode. Laura Wasser, um, the what she she's a divorce attorney who's representing Kim and or Kim Kardashian in her recent divorce. But on my episode, I asked her like everything like we need to know before you sign a marriage contract, like, which is such an important conversation, similar to this, where I'm like, not enough people are talking about it. Well, yeah, I even right before my fiance, and I said this to Sarah before, I sound like a douchebag saying fiance. So I'm sorry. Right before he left the room, which by the way, we're staying at his parents' house. I'm in like the third floor, which feels like home alone, Kevin's like third floor experience. Like, <laughs> I sent him the episode because he he's a producer. He deals with budgets and money. And one of the big things that I feel like my dad never said to my mom, like, let's budget out like what your finances are before you go before they got married. It just wasn't like an old school Italian thing to do. But it's 2021 now. And I feel like that's more important. And listening to that episode again, wait, do you call your listeners anything? Do they have like a name? Are they like the big kids or you can call them big kids. I know you call your your audience meatballs. They do. Um, I'm just trying to be like meatball girl, like skinny girl, but meatball girl. But any big kids listening, like if you are getting married or entering into like a partnership, this is the episode to listen to. This is not a sponsored post, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you. I'll I'll actually link it in show notes because we're talking about it if anybody wants to go back. But totally like, it's one of those things, like you said, I don't think that generations before us had these conversations, but we've all, we're all, you know, mo- a lot of us are children of divorce. We see what's possible. And it's just good to know like what you're entering into and protecting yourself no matter what. I mean, nobody, I mean, you know, you just got engaged. The last thing you're thinking about is divorce, but <laughs> shit's real. <laughs> shit's real. I have a, really close friend, Natasha Pearl Hansen, comedian, like businesswoman, and she's launching this whole service. I'll look up the name and text it to you, but it's for people that are going through breakups. And it's kind of like an app for someone going through a breakup. Instead of doing like a bridal registry, you do a breakup registry through this app. And like, I'm like being so supportive, but also I'm like, is this like putting bad juju out into the universe? That's actually an awesome idea, though, by the way. I love that. I'll look it up and find it for you right now. She is so good. It's a great idea. I wish I had had it throughout my entire 20s. And also, it's called My Breakup Registry. And (laughs) for one, going through a breakup, I mean, it's like to help you get through that stuff. So, yeah, I love love that concept. But I mean, you mentioned breakups. And actually, that's a good segue is... Because you said it earlier, you're like, you went into this year kind of thinking like, okay, we're either getting married or we're breaking up. I think at a certain point in time, especially if you've been in a super long-term relationship, 
that shit becomes like a real thing. And I hate the idea of ultimatums. Like I remember thinking that. I'm like, I never wanted to be the girl giving ultimatums. Like that is so not my style. Like I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't 100% want to be with me. But we're getting to a point here where I'm like, if you're not sure, like then we we really got to we really got to figure this out because I don't want to waste any more time. And I actually want to go find that relationship if if this isn't it, you know? Exactly. I was just watching E did a Sex in the City marathon (laughs) over the holidays. And it was the episode where Charlotte and Trey were literally sitting on the floor. And she was like, why didn't we work out? And he was like, honestly, it really had nothing to do with you. I just really didn't want to get married. And... I feel like that was such an aha moment. I watched it literally probably two days after I got engaged. And I was like, did I force this? <laughs> because I feel, <laughs> but I feel like that's a thing where like you have to push a little. I, I feel like an ultimatum of like, yes or no, it gives someone, it's like too much. But like in your head, it's an ultimatum. I feel like, but you give like a little push. That's kind of what I did where it was like, not like I'm breaking up with you or or we're getting married. It was just like, I gave him silent treatment on the phone for like a good half an hour because it was like, be silent or cry. And I was just like, we need to figure this out within the next like six months. If things aren't happening, then like we need to like make a decision. And so I feel like it's like a light push of an ultimatum. Like a little... Oh, I would... I would love to hear some of your your light pushes or some of your tactics that you use. But that that is one thing I did want to say before we get into that is just for anybody, for any girl who's going through this, because like we know the struggle is real. I think that's a big part of why you feel so bad is you're like, you don't want to have to push somebody. You're like, I want to feel like a prize. Yeah. You're like, I want someone to be like so excited to propose to me. And so for any of my girls who've been in that long-term relationship that are like, that I think is at the core of why you start to feel sad. <laughs> oh, you want to quote cheap trick. I want you to want me. You yeah. want to literally... I just, I just finished Bridgerton I don't, on Netflix. I don't know if anyone's seen it. Um, watch I'm it. almost done. So no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. But it was really funny. I was looking... I love Jamie Lynn Sigler. And on her Instagram story, she was like, well... I realized my entire marriage is a sham. Um, my husband has never said I burn for you. And I feel like now we have to break up. And that's the thing. You want like your guy to burn for you. <laughs> like if you oh want that was such a good scene. I just watched that last night. I just watched that part last night. It was so good. God. Um, but exactly. You want somebody to be excited to be with you. Like I've always, when I was a kid envisioning like me getting engaged, I always pictured being swept off my feet, like being so shocked and being like, like somebody, you know, just fell in love with me. And six months to a year later, they're like, I can't live another day with you. I need you to be my wife. (laughs) Not like (laughs) five and a half years in like me living there being like, we doing this? (laughs) Well, Sarah, this is what I don't understand. Sarah, you are so fucking funny. Can I curse? Is that okay? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You can. Okay. Good. Good. Um, you're so funny. You're stunning. You're so hot. You're so cool. You have your shit together. You have a business. How did this not happen after five years? Like, what was the holdup? What happened? I'm so confused. Um, thank you. I'm going to isolate that clip and listen to that later. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things. That I, and of course, everybody is different behind closed doors. Like, I'm not a fucking piece of cake. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I'm a monster. <laughs> monster. 
<laughs> but that being said, I do think any time for any period of time, like no matter what you're like behind closed doors, like somebody should know after five years, you know? So what, what happened? Was he just like really playing hard to get? Like what, what, what was it? So, okay. So if you were to ask Brandon, like, cause we've had conversations about this and I was, I wanted to talk about your nudges because my nudges were a lot different than nudges. They were like full blown emotional breakdowns. <laughs> They're like, why haven't you proposed yet? You know, like <laughs> ugly crying. And his whole thing was, he's like, Sarah, you, you know, I want to marry you. He's like, there's, there's literally no question in my mind that we're going to be together forever. He's like, it's just timing. He's like, chill out. He's like, trust me, I'm working on it. Like, chill out. Yep. And those were our conversations. But then we would have that conversation and I would feel better. And then like four months would go by and I would completely spiral into, you know, depression again about the whole situation and then have another emotional breakdown. So his whole thing too, I'll give him some credit. So he, he had like a terrible accident um, like a month before, cause we were, li- we were, let me back up. We were long distance. We lived, I lived in New York. He lived in LA a month before I was moving to LA to like be with him and start our lives together. He got in like a terrible accident and blew out his leg, like his patella tendon, which is like one of the worst leg injuries you could have. They call it the career ender in football. Like, you know, Oh my God. You know, if you, if you tear your patella, your career is basically done. So that happened right before we, we, I moved in and he accredits a lot of the waiting time to that. He's like, I, he's like, I wanted to physically be able to get down on one knee. And that oh. was like a lot of his, that was like a lot of his time, effort, like energy was going towards healing. Like he had a really hard recovery and I couldn't, I didn't experience that. You know, my experience was completely different. Mine was like, I moved, I, you know, left all my friends, left my business, left everything and got here. And so like, six months to me was a lot different than six months to him who was like in rehabilitation for his leg. You know what I mean? So hindsight is always 2020. Like I have a lot more clarity about why he did this. Like it wasn't like he was punishing me. He had his own reasons. Yeah. It's funny leading up. So even the day we got engaged, like our day started out waiting in line at the Atlantic City Convention Center to get COVID tested in the freezing cold. (laughs) Romantic. (laughs) So romantic. And then heading to urgent care because he thought he had kidney stones. And so I was sitting in the parking lot of an urgent care for like two hours. And on the way to urgent care, he kept saying to me, like, I just wanted this trip to be perfect. I just wanted this. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Nothing's perfect. And (laughs) I was like, what? Why do you keep saying this? And it's just funny. Like, he had this whole vision of how things were going. And I feel like Brandon probably did too, where like he was hurt, he was injured. He wanted to wait until he was healed and ready. And in your head, you're like, I don't fucking care. Like I just want to be on with our lives. And mine was like a much smaller scale of that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think they have this thing where like, we think about kind of like the fantasy and the wedding and getting pregnant and moving on with life where they're thinking about like being a good husband, supporting you, doing like all the like analytical shit that like, I don't think about, I don't want to think about hundred percent, you know? And I think to females, like we have the added burden of that time, that time clock that's ticking in our heads. I'm like, we, I, we both know that we want to have kids. Like we want to start a family. I'm like, I ain't getting any younger, you know? <laughs> I'm like, let's get this show on the road, you know? I know. 
like 30 year olds who are getting like IVF and like, you know, freezing their eggs. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> like I'm on like years behind you. Okay. And it's just, it's a lot. And also again, like even just like, I don't know, physically, I'm like this, I want to look cute in a dress, dude. <laughs> like, Thank you for bringing that point up. That is such a good point. That's such a good point. That was another thing for me. I was like, I, you know, I always wanted to like look back on my wedding pictures of like me in my absolute prime. I'm like, that was three years ago. <laughs> three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. A year in when you took me to say by the max for my birthday and impressed with Kelly Kapowski, hot AF. Now, no, I have boob wrinkles now. Those weren't there when we started dating. Like, yes. I'm yes. looking at high collar wedding dresses for that reason. <laughs> Thank you. Like you're, you don't, guys don't think about this stuff. Like I have to change the entire concept of my dress. Because yep. you wanted to take your sweet ass time. Like that is bullshit. Very, very different. It's a different time. I mean, I originally, I wanted a little nightclub at the end of our reception. I wanted everyone to party until like 4 a.m. I don't think that's going to happen. Everyone's in their 40s hitting 50. Like, I don't know if nightclub is going to be a thing anymore. I don't know if a wedding is going to be a thing anymore. That's the problem. Oh my God, girl, that is a whole separate podcast because I could talk about that all day long. Oh my God. I feel like I messed up though. Cause like as a little girl, I never really thought about like getting engaged, never thought about like that whole process. And so I feel like I didn't even like manifest that the right way. I know you love Lacey Phillips. She's a friend of mine. She's awesome. And she's all about manifesting stuff. And like, I was like, did I mess up somewhere? Like I never... I never pictured the proposal. I never pictured that. All I pictured is a little girl. I wanted to be in like a rooftop in New York City or like a loft or even like on like a theater, Broadway theater stage. Like that's all I wanted for like <laughs> if that was a thing. And that's it. And I, I don't know. I never thought about the actual like proposal part, which I think is something that you probably did, which made it happen sooner for you. Um, well, no, I think that actually maybe you have a point because I always like, I, I didn't know if I was going to get married, to be honest. Like, I, yeah. I even even when I was a kid, I mean, I always kind of thought that I would be a mom one day, but I never had a vision. I never had a vision for a wedding ever, like yep. ever, ever, ever. And it's funny because that's kind of manifesting in my life, too. I'm like, even to this day, I still don't really have a, a vision for our wedding. It's supposed to happen in June, but I didn't have it. I didn't have it in July. You know, like the wedding that I was planning in July didn't happen. And I was like, yeah, I wonder if that's part of my my brain because I never, I could never get a vision around for it and it didn't happen. No. And I feel like it's because like you, you have like this career, you have like all this other stuff going and you're like, well, maybe that stuff will happen. But like, I was always like, I want this to happen, this to happen. And now I'm like, oh shoot. Okay. This is what literally I had family call me yesterday and they're like, Hey, so like a week's gone by and we realized like you're getting married. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> and they were like, have you thought about where? And we were like, no. And I feel like honestly, because this year, <laughs> 2021 has been such a shit show. Um, <laughs> we're eight days in. Um, yeah. But it just feels weird. And I don't know. I know you're planning something now. It feels very weird. I feel like all everything shifted. I feel like having that huge, like, my dad is like very big in the food industry, has like tons of customers, like big Italian weddings, like all of that, like, just seems like, no. Like, that's not going to be your thing. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was even talking, my cousin, they, they have three little girls and their wedding was epic. It was in like Naples, Florida. It was like a four day event. This is probably almost like eight years ago. And he was like, honestly, if my daughter was like, dad, I want to have a dinner for 20 people. I would be like, yes, let's give you the money. Like go buy a house. He was like, don't do the big wedding. And I feel like that's also an issue with people right now. Yeah. I think it's hard for anybody to visualize their wedding now just because everything's up in the air. Like you can't, you can't really plan. Like it's just, it's, it's a tough time. It's a tough time to be a bride. You, you brought up your family and that kind of brought up something too that I thought we should talk about in this. Did you, before you actually got engaged, like, did you feel the pressure coming from your family? Like, I, that was one of the reasons, that was one of the things that like was really hard for me is I was like, I know my parents are like a little bit more traditional and like they didn't love the fact that I moved in with my fiance without a ring. And it was one of those things like after like months and months and months of living together, I was like, I was like, I can't even look at my mom until I have an engagement <laughs> ring on my finger. Like I can't. I'm so happy you brought this up. That's actually like a really good question that no one's ever asked me. I was starting to feel embarrassed being at family events with like him, with my family and with his family, where like bringing even him around my dad, not my parents never said a word to me about it. They've embraced him, they've loved him, all of that. But feeling embarrassed that like they were feeling like, uh, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> like, because they knew how I was feeling. I was home half this summer. I lived with my family and his family, and they witnessed a few breakdowns. They w- we went on a lot of walks, we went yeah. on a lot of walks, you know, and like I couldn't spiral in my head anymore. I don't have a therapist at the moment. I should probably get one. Uh, and so I unfortunately told my mom, I always tell her way too much. We probably all do. And so they knew I was feeling that. They never projected it towards him, always opened him with open arms. But I was starting to feel embarrassed. And that was like a big thing where I was like, you don't deserve to be around these people if like you're not going to like make the commitment. Everyone was like, what's the deal, dude? My best friends, they were like, come on. Even I have this, Sarah, you would love her. I have this fabulous, we call her Jerry, Aunt Jerry. She's like 97. She's flawless. Just picture blonde hair, red talons, and just drinks a Cosmo with every meal. Just has the best advice. And literally for the past two years, she looks at me every time she sees me and she goes, get the fucking ring. (laughs) (laughs) I love Aunt Jerry. I I love love her already. I love her. And so like stuff like that, like having like someone that's almost a hundred years old say that to you, like, and it's not about the ring. Like, I don't care. I didn't, I honestly didn't even care what the ring looked like, to be honest. And it was just like one of those things where people are like, we we're so excited for you. You guys are a good match. Like, let's do this. Create a life. Like, what are you waiting for? The emotions too. I mean, like, I I was going back in my in my journal before this interview, like trying to remember exactly how I felt like at this moment in time when I was still waiting for the ring. And that was the one word that I saw a lot. It was like embarrassed, embarrassed, embarrassed. Yeah. Just because like everybody knew it was like so everybody was waiting too. Uh, exactly. And it is like a joyous thing. I and I I'm sure you witnessed that. Where like everyone like came out of the woodwork and they were like so excited and like that was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. And everyone kept saying like, live in the moment, like remember this. And that's what I'll remember is like all the messages, everyone reaching out being like, yes, you know? Yes. 
That's a big thing too. I mean, I want to get to the engagements, but I was so nervous. I was so worried before we got engaged. I was like, the saddest part of this whole thing is that this moment is tainted now for me because I'm so upset about it that I thought even when he proposes, like I'm still going to be hurt and upset that it didn't happen sooner. But like the second that it happened, like I didn't give a fuck. I was like, this is amazing. I was so happy. (laughs) You're like in my head. I had that same thought. I don't know if anyone listening had had this happen, but it was like, I'm going to be so angry. I don't even know if I'm going to say yes. Like my family even, we were out to dinner, picture like a Sopranos-esque, like Vesuvio's restaurant, like just in tight family. And they were like, what would you say? And I just paused because this was like a year ago. And we had a moment that happened last year at Christmas where I thought he was proposing in front of his whole family. So this was right after that. Literally, it was Christmas Day. His nephew walked up to me with a little box in his hand in front of everyone when all the kids are opening presents. And this is three years in. So I'm like, oh, it's happening. Hands me like this box and like isn't giving it to me. And I turn into Brad Pitt like from seven. I'm just like, what's in the box? Like, I literally was like, what? And it was just like a prank that my boyfriend had played on like his nephew about like a bigger present, like had nothing to do with getting engaged. But I literally went through every emotion. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And but in retrospect, that was not the right time. It was not the right time. And I'm so grateful that that wasn't when it happened. But a week after that, my family was like, would you have said yes? And I was just like, I, I, like I couldn't, I was like, I don't, I don't know. And it wasn't that like, I don't love him. It was just, it was so angry. It was so yeah. angry. Yeah, that shit is real. That shit is real. I also had one false alarm. The false alarms are the worst. <laughs> But they're the best stories in retrospect. But what was yours? Okay, this is this is rough. This is actually rough. <laughs> and my fiance is gonna hate this story. I already uh, feel bad because he doesn't know this. He doesn't know this. Oh, um, drop the yeah. tape. Okay, so my thirtieth birthday. So. I had moved, I had moved to LA maybe six months before this. And I had when we we before we before I even moved out there, we had had the conversation. I was like, these are my expectations. Like, I want to be getting engaged. I want to get married. I want to have kids. Like before I pack up all my shit and move to LA, like I need to know you're on the same page. He's like, totally. So I was like, here we are six months in. It's my birthday. It's like perfect timing. I'm 30. Like that's another thing too. And we'll get to that in a second. I think a certain age to like speeds up your your wanting to get engaged to. I think after 30, you're like, all right, let's put this fucking show in a row on yeah. the road. Um, okay. So anyway, so it's my 30th birthday and I'm opening my, my presents. I'm opening my gifts. And I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I don't know if it's happening, but I think it's a real possibility. And he always does this thing whenever he gives me like a gift, he puts it in like a big box and then there's like a smaller box in it and a smaller box and a smaller box. So I get this big gift bag and I open it. Sure enough, it's a bigger box. Open the next thing. Sure enough, it's a smaller box. We get down to it and I open my present and it's tickets to Tony Robbins' uh, Date with Destiny conference. (laughs) Which, okay, for anybody who doesn't know, is an amazing gift. It's like (laughs) thousands of dollars. It's a seven-day conference. Like It is an incredible gift that any time in my life, I would have been like, holy shit, I can't believe you did this. But <laughs> and at the moment, I was just like, oh, you want me to improve more before <laughs> we get engaged. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Like hide the sharp objects. <laughs> like I would have lost my shit. <laughs> oh, what a dupe. Oh, it was just oh. like, it was just like a dagger to the heart, like twist the knife. Wait, but do but. you think he even realized it though? Like that's the thing. I feel like guys are more practical. Like, oh I'm no. Just- oh, he's going to listen to this and be like, Wait, Ooh. what? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's like... Which I did. Up. I did love the... get. Like I did. I went to the conference. I loved it. It changed my life. Like I'm happy. I'm happy about it now. It's just... Yeah. It's funny. Like, yeah. In the moment, oh. it was... It hurt. It hurt. <laughs> it hurts, guys. But I feel like it, we appreciate the actual moment because of those moments, maybe. Silver lining it. I don't know. Um, yeah. But you were right, like in the actual moment, instead of being like bitter about the waiting, it, everything goes out the window. I feel like maybe it's like that when you have a baby, like you forget about the awful nine months of like being pregnant. Like you see that kid and you're like, yes. Hopefully. But, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a whole nother podcast too. I feel like everything went out the window. I, I was like, I'm not going to cry. Like we've been together for years. And it was just like all the things. So. Yeah, that is that is a silver lining. I will say it was like worth all the bullshit, and it, and I like there was no negativity around it at all. Like immediately no. afterwards, I was like, "Oh, my depression has lifted. <laughs> I feel great." <laughs> yes. um, no. It was worth it. Well, I feel like it was almost like the year leading up to it, going through like an adventure course, like dodging. Like I had random like ex boyfriends that reached out, or like weird shit that would happen like people like prodding at me. It was like the universe, like testing me to be like, are you ready for this? Do you really want this? Is this really your person? Oh. Like, did that happen to you? No, I wish it did. Like, I wish, like, that was one of the reasons why I was upset. I was like, the years that ex-boyfriends used to reach out to me are long gone. Like, <laughs> all my options are like gone. Like, this is, like, all my cards are on the table here. Like, let's, let's get a move on. <laughs> Uh, um, I was going to ask you though, uh, while, cause I know we, we mentioned like, you know, it's not a great feeling and it can be a hard thing to go through. Like, what were you doing at this time when you started to feel like really sad about it? Like, what were you doing to cope? You know, what's crazy is I threw myself into my career, to be honest. I, when this was like over a year, it was probably almost two years ago now when he wanted to go to his yoga retreat and like make woke friends and like, get colonics, I went, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so I just dove head first. And it was actually, again, hate to not a sponsored post. I had Lacey Phillips on my podcast. And she was just like giving me all this advice about manifesting and career and all that. And I left that podcast and my life changed. Like I literally just said yes to like everything that came my way. I honestly had like no money really saved at that time and still decided, you know what, I'm going to tour with comedy. I started featuring for this comedian, Mike Marino. And I literally was bi-coastal. I was going to New York every month. I was going to New Jersey doing shows, like did some of the biggest things, did Sopranos Con, which was like the biggest thing for it. It was like performing at the Oscars for me. And it that's the stuff that I just started doing that year of being mad. I just put the whole relationship thing aside and I just started doing me and I took care of me and it kind of, it worked, I guess, but it all, he was supportive through all of that. Like he came to Sopranos Con, helped me out with it. A lot of the connections and people I met through him, but 
our relationship definitely took a backseat. Like even thinking back to last year, like birthday presents, like Christmas presents, like we weren't really like, it wasn't that big of a thing, you know? And if anything, it taught me, it goes in ebbs and flows, you know? Mm. And that's so, I, yeah, that, that's awesome though that you, I think that's like such like a productive way of dealing with the emotion, you know, dealing with uh, that. I mean, to be like transparent, there was bottles of wine involved like every night. Like I, I definitely like just, yeah, I dove into career, but I also was just like, I don't care. <laughs> like it just was like, whatever. And I think if anything, he saw that like it made me build my own stuff and like saw that like I like went after stuff that scared the shit out of me. And I think you want to see that in a partner that like they can go after certain things, not to get like super serious, but I think that's important to see people like reach for their goals, reach for their dreams and do it on their own. And I think maybe I needed to like step away for a second, stop putting so much pressure on this relationship and my eggs and like getting a ring and being like, you know what? Screw this. If, if it's not going to happen, I'm going to make fun of it in front of people on stage <laughs> like, and call it out. Like, I think I was very open and honest. I, I was making fun of how he loved crystals and how the only crystal I wanted was a diamond fucking ring. Like, I, <laughs> like, I was going to ask, what was that like when he was at your sets and you were just going off? <laughs> Like hiding in the back after each one. Um, he, I am so grateful and lucky. And I think you need to find a person. The number one thing in our relationship is laughter. Like through any really dark moments or sad things, he's the one that can like make a joke about it. I honestly hate, I don't want him to listen to it. He's probably funnier than I am. <laughs> I hate that I can say that. But he got it. He got it. He knew I was feeling that way, you know, and he gave me that permission just like he did before this podcast to use it. He's like, use it. It is what it is. And that was, I guess, my way of putting an ultimatum on things. Like, I'm going to blast you. Yeah. I mean, even this summer, I did a thing with Joe Gorga from The Real Housewives. And I we were running late. It was this whole like blackjack live like taping thing. And I was kind of his like co-host. And we literally, I got to set. They mic'd me. They put me next to him. We had never met. And my fiance was standing like with production and getting married came up. And I was like talking about how much I loved him and Melissa Gorga together. And he just starts roasting my (laughs) where's the fucking ring and like dude come on like and so it it ended up just kind of being funny if anything yeah yeah that that is that is amazing and like i love that joe gorga put the put the hot spot on your now fiance that is incredible um (laughs) but i I love that because i think it is important to to kind of take a step away from the relationship and you can only control so much. I mean, that's like the whole thing with this whole engagement situation, why it kind of sucks for us females is like, you can't really do anything. You're kind of just sitting around waiting. I'm like, when I want something in my life, like I go after it. Like I make a list of a plan. Like I, you know, I tackle it. Like that's how I do everything. And when it comes to engagement, I'm like, all I can really do is sit around and wait for this guy. So that was one of the things that helped me too, is I, I was getting like so down about it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I have to look at the things I can control. Okay, what can I can control? If he, if, if, if this isn't working out, like I actually do have a life outside this. Like I can move back to New York. If yeah. I were to move back to New York, 
these are the things that I would need to do. So I actually, I think that that can be helpful too, is even, even if you're not going to like act on a contingency plan, I think it's like a good like exercise, even just for your own mental well-being <laughs> is to like have that contingency plan. So you're not just like banking on this engagement. You, you do know that you have other options out there. The second I stopped white knuckling everything is when everything started falling into place. It's very funny. In the beginning of December, we got engaged December 22nd. There's this astrologer, Chris Corsini, who if you guys don't know about him, he's amazing. He does all these like live videos on Instagram. But one of his things, I'm a Gemini. And he his advice for Geminis in December was just sit back, enjoy the ride and let people come to you. Don't white knuckle that shit. And I took that to heart. I just stopped. And so with engagements, with work, with everything, all of a sudden, I just saw that coming in. And I feel like that's a good metaphor for life and getting fucking engaged. (laughs) Be like frozen and let that shit go. (laughs) Like It's just got to do you. And I wasn't my best self when I thought I was getting engaged to a year ago. Like It's just... You just got to keep moving. You got to keep going. And Mm. I don't know. Like that was... I love that. I love that perspective. I was going to ask you like, if you could go back to yourself maybe like six months ago or even two months ago before you got engaged, like what you would say? Hang in there. And it's what I think Brandon said to you. He, My guy finally just kept saying like, just hang in there. Just, just fucking chill. Like, no, like good things are coming. He kept saying that. Good things are coming. You'll, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, that's the worst thing you could say to someone that like always wants to control shit. I mean, I even, I was reading an article. I saw that like Stassi and Bo had their baby and the article was, it had her being like, I control everything. I'm going to propose to him. I'm going to make this happen if he does it. And I was like, I, and my boyfriend would joke about it and be like, why don't you propose to me? Because I don't want to. That's not my job. I'm not on the bachelorette. I'm not on that shit. I don't want to do it. You know, like, come on. Yeah, it's so true. I feel like we're similar in that way. Like, I'm also like, I I try to control freaking everything. So in these situations where I don't have control, it's like, I can't handle it. (laughs) The word. And it's funny. I even was looking at like people I dated that were like wishing me well, like their Instagrams now. And like, I used to get so upset. I don't know about you, but like in my 20s, when I would date someone, it wouldn't work out. Like the pain and like the Instagram stalking and like thinking they were my person. The amount of times I've been like, good luck Chuck to someone and like had them like get married immediately after I dated them. Like (sighs) over five times. And like some of them are like famous people. Like it's literally like, wow, like I trained you. So that was a fear of mine was that I was going to go through this train, you know, <laughs> and then be the good luck Chuck. And then they're going to go off and get married to someone else. Like that was also something that like, I was like, am I, am I making you perfect for someone else? Like, is this what you're doing? You know? I can't imagine. I can't imagine. That has got to be scary. So when you when you did have the combo, like, because you did say you had a combo, right, with him before you guys got engaged, like, what did you say? I, again, was silent for some of it because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Like, I was holding back tears. I literally was speechless. And he knows me. He knows when I get really quiet, something's wrong. Because mm-hmm. uh, I have to process. And then I was just like, look, like, 
we have, it's the summer, like if in six months from now, like if things aren't different, I kept saying that, like, I want things to be different. Like I just, I want to move to the next level. And if they're not like, I love you, but I can't, I just can't do this anymore. And that was pretty much it. And it was just like an understanding that he was away on a job. So this all had to happen. Like he was out of state. This all happened on the phone. He came back and I think he thought about things. I think his family also probably talked to him. I mean, when we got engaged, his sister handed me a wine glass that said fucking finally. So like, (laughs) yeah, like I was like, oh, you guys are in on the joke. Like you get it. And they were like, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Hundred percent, and he came back, and the thing that kind of kept me going, he started showing me pictures of rings, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And so I knew it was in there, and so I kind of let it go. And then, like a month would go by, two months would go by, and I'd be like, "I wasn't kidding." Um, <laughs> you can't just show me a picture of a ring, motherfucker. I need yeah. to see that shit. What are you doing? My hand. <laughs> but also, we were in a pandemic. And the other thing, I didn't want to come home. We ended up coming home back to New Jersey for Christmas. I fought it. And thank God I came here because the ring was here. And Mm -hmm. so we're in LA. And I was like, my family and I, like they decided it wasn't for them to like really see me for the holidays. So like, I was like, I don't want to go back home. Like, it just doesn't seem right. It's not safe. Like all that stuff. And he convinced He was like, well, I'm going home with or without you. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And my mom... Like my mom has all these really great like quotes about like being in relationships, getting your shit together. Like she's the perfect non-mob wife, mob wife, even though she's not a mob wife, but like picture like Carmela Soprano giving you like advice. A pep talk. Um, yeah. And she would be she said to me, she was like, You're coming fucking home. I don't care. We're not seeing you, but you need to get on that plane and be with him. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> um, so I came home and that's that's when it all happened. But I didn't even want to come back here. I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So he was like, you wouldn't have gotten proposed to if you didn't get on that plane. So oh, good thing you got on that plane. Uh, yeah. Did you when you when you were there, were there like signs? Like, did you think it was maybe happening? Um, yeah. Uh we ended up <laughs> we quarantined at a casino. You know, the state, when you think of health and safety, you think, <laughs> Dino. Um, <laughs> his sister is like a big high up at one of the casinos in Atlantic City. So they were able to like get us a suite to quarantine in. So we were staying in a suite and then like nothing was happening. And all of a sudden, my other good friend, <laughs> it's Sunday night, him and I are like eating and I get a FaceTime. And I was like, that's weird. Gabby never FaceTimes me. So I FaceTime her back and she's like, we're engaged. Uh. <laughs> and I literally like shoved the phone in my fiance's face and I was like, say congrats. Say congrats. <laughs> They're engaged. They're engaged. And I was looking at him with just daggers coming through. <laughs> oh yeah, that shit is real. Every time there's an engagement when you're waiting for one, it's just like, hmm. That's Would you funny. look at that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that happened. And then the next day he was, I kept complaining because in LA, all the nail salons are shut down. So right before we came back, before everything shut down, I got the gels taken off my nails. So I kept complaining that my nails were like tissue paper and they were shredding. 
So there was these like two little like New Jersey old ladies like in a nail salon in the hotel and him and his sister were like, you got to go. Just go get your nails down there. They'll take care of you. And I was like, well, it's not that big of a deal. And they're like, no, 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 no. They'll do it, do it. And that was my first kind of like, hmm. And then they were selling me on this idea. There was this Ferris wheel. It's the biggest Ferris wheel on the East Coast and it's on the pier. It was across from our hotel, like on top of the ocean. And they kept selling me on the fact that there's a wine bar below it and that it's like the only COVID safe thing you can do because it's all these like private capsules in this Ferris wheel. And they're like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. And I was like, okay. So the day after I got my nails done, we wake up, we get COVID tested, he gets kidney stones. And then (laughs) we get back to the hotel and he's like, let's do the Ferris wheel at four o'clock. You got an hour to get ready. And I'm just like, what? You're like, you just got out of the hospital. Like, don't you want to like lay down? (laughs) Like, huh? (laughs) I'm old now. It takes me longer than an hour to get ready. What? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, my sister, let's take, this was right before Christmas. Let's take some Christmas photos. And we love doing like TikTok. So he was like, we could do like a TikTok for the Ferris wheel. And I was like, okay. But in my head, I was like, is this it? Like I, I started like feeling whatever, but it was so great. And it was really fun. I put on some like really just ratchet rap music. We're getting ready together, like in the big bathroom. I am like, Wrapping my heart out to like my chick bad by Ludafred. <laughs> and he's like, wow, this is what I'm getting into. <laughs> um, and yeah, we went out to the Ferris wheel. It was scary. I started saying, oh my God, this is where you murder me. This is where my life ends. Cause we're what it was an empty pier. Like the only people that are on the pier are like crack addicts and like uh. crazy. Like it's a pandemic. It's the winter. It's Jersey. It was just kind of funny, but also so perfect for like everything. And yeah, he got he got down on one knee. There was a bottle of Vuv in our little compartment. He said the perfect thing you could say. I cried my eyes out, said yes. Aww. Yeah, it was awesome. And that it was so cool. We were literally on top of the world, on top of the ocean. So I it was really cool. His sister was at the bottom taking all these pictures. Like it was just That's so sweet. I love uh, a happy ending. It was good. He did good. Did good. Sarah. He did good. Oh, I'm so I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy that you know this story has a happy ending <laughs> for both of us. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's kind of what I wanted to get across to anybody listening to this podcast. Is like it'll be worth it. It'll be yeah. worth it. Have the conversations if you need to have the conversations. Make sure you're on the right page. Like don't waste too much time. But at the end of the day, when it happens, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be. It's one of the, it's probably my favorite memory of my life to this point so oh, hang wait, in there girls wait can i wait can you like tell us how yours went yeah. <laughs> no, i have fine. a whole i have a whole episode on my engagement oh, okay. uh, oh. but it was similar i was very very shocked um he totally surprised me like i had i had no for some reason for somebody who's been waiting that long you'd think i'd be like real sharp on it um, yeah. and picking up context clues. I did. He got me so good. Um, he told me we were going to a charity event at this place that we went to a charity event for like a month before. So I, I didn't even think about it. I was yeah. like, oh, we we met like the people from the charity last month. Like, of course, there's another event. I showed up late. Like, that's how much I didn't think, you know, I didn't <laughs> think anything of it. I was an hour late to my own engagement. But Definitely. showed up. 
Yeah, showed up there and they were like, he had even gotten the valets involved. They were like, oh, you're here for the event. Go up, keep, go up to this walkway up this hill. It's up, it's up at the top of the hill. So I walk up this hill and I'm taking like selfies and taking pictures. I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I don't need to be here on time, whatever. And I get up to the top and it was just him like standing in, in the center with like rose petals everywhere. And I was, there's pictures of it. Like there's pictures of it. Um, I literally almost fell over. I was in such shock. I was in complete shock. And I'm telling you like everything, everything was worth it. Like it, it, that moment is forever like one of my favorite moments in life. And ever, and I never like even like even thinking, even in this conversation, like going back to how I used to feel, I'm like, it's so funny because like, I don't yeah. feel that way at all anymore. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I could, I could have listened to this podcast like three years ago, you know? Right? Yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're here to do. That's what, that's, that's what we're going for, ladies. Good. Yeah. And even going back and seeing like ex-boyfriends who are pregnant or having babies, like now in retrospect, looking back on some of the people that I thought maybe were my person or tried to make work, they weren't. It wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So just like, trust in that. Do you and everything else will fall into place. I feel like that's like the best advice. And I wish I could have taken it years ago. Same girl. Same. And any advice to our guys out there who may be listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up, guys? Don't torture your girlfriend. Um, yeah, literally. <laughs> don't fucking wait so long. Don't do not do that. Don't do <laughs> Put it a ring on point. it. Where they're about to give up. Like I started just... It got to the point where, especially after going through 2020 with him, I was like, I want to be with this person. Like... I don't want to be with anyone else. So if like an engagement and a wedding doesn't happen, like I was kind of in it to win it anyway. But like, don't wait so long. He broke you. He got you to your breaking point. (laughs) He broke me. I was just, I like didn't want it anymore. (laughs) Too long. But I was like, oh, this is cool. It was like an added bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't wait that long. Yeah, I think that's solid advice. And if you do make her wait extra long, you better make it extra fucking special. I like to say every every extra year you wait is an extra carrot. You know, that's that is my that is my advice to the guys listening out there. Jacqueline, thank you so much for being on our episode today. If people want to hang out with you more, want to you know scoop on pictures of your engagement, find you. Where can they find you? Uh, you guys, big kids, can find me at Jacqueline Marfugi, J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. Um, everything's there. And listen to my podcast, What's Your Jersey? Sarah's a guest. She's amazing on it. It's one of my favorite episodes we've done. Um, and on TikTok, the Jacqueline Marfugi, just because I like to have fun on there too. So. Look at you on TikTok. I'm impressed, girlfriend. <laughs> Thanks for there. being on <laughs> I know, dragging my feet. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. All right. That is a wrap on our episode this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. And I want to give a big shout out to Jacqueline Marfuji for being on the podcast this week and letting her rip with me. I mean, we did not hold back on this episode. 
I also have to give a shout out to our fiancés for being good sports and letting us be open and honest about this topic. You know we love you and we appreciate the beautiful proposals you guys pulled off. Friends, if you are liking this podcast, please, please make sure to subscribe, click that five-star rating, and maybe even leave a two-sentence review if you can. It really helps the show grow so much. And I just really appreciate the kind feedback you guys leave on this podcast. We're wrapping this episode up. So go do it now before you forget. I also want to encourage you guys to share this episode, especially if you have friends who know the struggle. I'm sure they'll appreciate the comfort. And if you want to keep the combo going, maybe share your experience or talk this one out a bit more. Come hang out in the Big Kid Problems Facebook group. It's linked in show notes for easy access. All right, that's all from me this week. I hope to see you back here next week for a brand new episode. Until then, I will see you next Tuesday.